Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. season. Joining us this week, we've got lifelong Saints fan Dan Rideout. We're going to discuss the game against Huddersfield today. We're going to give you all our takes on an eventful season. Plus, we've got our player and goal of the season. Um, we're going to find out who's won the predictions between me and the Moscow Mush. And, you know, we're tie up for Fantasy Football League also. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host is at <coughs> Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. If you have any queries, questions, comments, suggestions, contact us via email on inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram also. So now let me introduce my co-host, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton. You all right, Kev? Hey, good evening. Good evening. I'm Grant, yeah. I've had a fantastic four-day weekend this week for the two bank holidays. I'm a little bit worse aware. I'm after a barbecue yesterday. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think maybe watching the day's events through a drunken haze might be the best, best strategy. Best way, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, not too bad. Just um, if I'm honest, I'm just ready for the season to finish now. Just with everything that's been going on, just you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the summer break and and getting back at you know at it for the next season. I'm with you, mate. Yeah. Okay. Um, special guest Dan Rideout. Hi, Dan. Hello. Right. Hello. How are you? Yeah. Hi. Done. Right. Okay, um, okay, thank you. Not back from the game. Yeah, and how was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll move on to that in a bit. But um, all good. Okay. Um, yeah. So I hear you've been following the Saints. Well, you've been a season ticket holder for as long as I can remember. So um, what about 1995? Is that right? Back to the days of the Dow. Yeah, yeah. I've been been following the Saints since about 95. Um, used to go with my dad when I. Was a, and if I haven't seen seen the, the boys through the the highs and the lows, a lot yeah. more lows than highs. But we're um we're back to where we where we want to be, and 
yeah, hopefully move back on up over the next couple of years. Absolutely. Um, so this season, are you are you happy overall? Was it better than you expected? So initially, at the beginning of the season, I thought a bit more positively than last year. Um, thought we'd probably aim for a 14th place finish, but after the first third of the season, which was terrible, um, the best thing we've really done is when we brought Ralph in um, and and changed things. Um, He's a fantastic man uh, manager, motivator, and completely changed our season since he's been in. So I still think it's been a, a tough season. We've died off a little bit towards the end, but I think there's time for a rebuild in the summer and let him get some players in, and we can really focus on getting back to where we where we want to be next season. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about the season. If I'm being honest. Um. Sorry, um, Dan. Sorry, you say you've you've been um, going to Saints matches since 1995. That's that's a long time. That's what. Yeah, ninety-five, ninety-six season. I think it was. I think my first game was against uh, Nottingham Forest at home. I think it was two-two. Oh wow! And what was your favourite memory from the Dell, like being there? Um, <laughs> but the biggest one is uh, being at being at the six-three versus United. That was a, that was a cracking game. From, oh uh, wow! With, with the Austin Stad and Berkovich, which is. Some uh, some great players back then. Awesome, awesome stuff. And what about your favourite St Mary's memory then? Um, it's been, well under the under the um, sort of Pochettino Cumin, some great results. I think the team under them two managers is one of the best squads I've ever seen. Um, the result against Sunderland eight nil. The the uh, Mane's quickest hat trick in Premier League history. Um, just some fantastic memories of beating uh, the 3-2 when we were 2-0 down against Liverpool and come back to beat them 3-2. The atmosphere, that's the best atmosphere I've ever experienced at St Mary's. Um, yeah, just some, some cracking times along the way. So, yeah, Dan, um, I, th- I think we've, we we neglected to introduce you properly as uh, Iron Dan, the marathon man. Uh, and here you've uh, also been uh, uh, having some running exploits uh, in Southampton recently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Iron Dan. It's not as good as the old uh, Iron Fran, but... Um, Surprised yeah, you, you didn't jump on that, that, to be honest. You know, Iron Dan, you could have just created a whole you know, Twitter yeah, on that. Yeah, did, did the half marathon um, last week. Um, first half marathon, I've been injured the past four attempts or four years. Uh, some chuffs to actually get completed. Um, I did it under two hours, which was even... even Best edited one one fifty two. Um, looking to do the Great North Run this year um, in Newcastle, and then next year I'm going to move on to some some full marathons across the country if I can. Wow, bloody hell! Oh man, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, just very impressive. Got keep keep going. But you know, not as impressive as Iron Fran. Sorry. No, no. I mean, seven Ironmans in in seven days is absolutely unbelievable. Um, I know, obviously. He can participate in, in 100% of it, but to put your body through that uh, challenge is mentally as well is is, is unreal. Oh, yeah, it's a fair play to him. And yeah, so he has um, completed it, um, as we all know, and he's reached his target of one million. Uh, you know that is just oh, it's amazing. And I am pleased to say that I did donate to him. Yeah, as did a lot of people, a lot of our listeners did as well. So that was that was nice. But yeah. Brilliant, um, brilliant effort from Franny. Just a, just, just a goddamn hero. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic to to reach 
to reach one one million pounds and, and to see some of the um not just the fans but see some of the players current players and past donate as well. Uh, I know I think um Boyberg donated yeah, fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah. Ramey put a thousand pounds in. I hear rumours uh, that Lelana's given gave five thousand pounds um oh. as well. Uh, that's dotting around Twitter somewhere but but if if that's true then Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say that for a good teeth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's all right, man. No, nah, he's not. <laughs> um, any more news you want to discuss, Kevin? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got this uh, new Virgin Media deal. We talked on a previous podcast about uh, the shirt sponsor not being decided yet, and it's probably going to go for big money gambling websites from China or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but yeah Saints have announced that uh, they're continuing a sponsorship deal with Virgin Media but it's, it's just a sleeve sponsorship this time just a sleeve just a sleeve and that's for a three year extension so that's going to end yeah. 2021 2022 but yeah I bet yeah. it's going to appear on the um, the front of the women's team as their first ever sponsor I thought that was fantastic that it would be on the, on the, the women's team to get yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never been a massive fan of the the sponsorship on the sleeve. I prefer seeing the the Premier League badges, to be honest. But maybe that's just old fashioned. I think there's room for both of them, isn't there? I'm sure Man City will want both of them with the with, you know with the gold <laughs> champions on their arm. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think that there is room. I think that's the way it's going now. I think the, the sleeve sponsorships as well as the main sponsor is going to be. It's just just a way of bringing more money, isn't it? I don't see a problem with it. Lo- I mean, I'm not I'm sure we're going to have next. Yeah, sock sponsorship, yeah, <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just not happy with the whole gambling one. I don't know. I'm just I'm not so sure about it. I'm sure there's enough room for mm-hmm. a a silver a silver Premier League badge for Liverpool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk about the open training session that was at St Mary's on Wednesday night. Um, that was nice. It was a really, really good event. It was um, nice for the fans. Actually, it was a really big turnout as well. It was more than I expected. I, you know, I think there was more uh, to that event than, you know, a Saturday afternoon at the Etihad. How, how many were there? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quite a lot. I mean, it was just open to the Kingsland stand, but I honestly thought I was going to be sat with about, like, ten kids, and that was it. Because um, I tried to get people to go, I was saying, "Oh, I've got some tickets to come. Does anyone want to come?" And they're like, "Ah, no, nah, I can't really be bothered." But I was—I couldn't drum up any support for it. Um, but yeah, when, when I got there, it was just—it was—it was massive. But yeah, it was a really, really good day. And um, I don't know if you caught any of it on—I think the, the whole sessions you can view it on YouTube. Um, so if you do want to have a look at that, go back to it. But there was a one one thing where they were doing um, like like half pitch, you know, one touch, tiny little tiny little goals and. Um, Slattery had the ball, could have just slid it along the floor to Shane Long. Instead, he hoiks it and just goes straight over his head off the pitch. Shane Long went mental. I thought, yeah, I've never seen Shane Long like that before. But yeah, it was. Um, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't impressed with Slattery. So yeah, that was um, that was nice to see. And also, I can see why Romeo gets booked a lot. He doesn't hold up in training either. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. not. <laughs> doesn't pull his punches. No, as long as he um, stays away from Danny Ings, I think it's fine. But yeah, he was properly. Mr. Mr. Yellow card per game. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. Usually the first half as well. Yeah. Yeah, three three things that are guaranteed in life: death, taxes, and an Oriol Romeo yellow card. <laughs> 
I think you have to have him in your fantasy football team next year, Kev, I think. Yeah, and a Jack fucking Stevens mistake as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, was it worth um, missing the uh, uh, Champions League semis for? Um, yeah, I didn't give a shit about the Champions League semis. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, but the Spurs game was was really good. That was something else at the end. Mm. Actually, I was back in time for the Spurs game. I still didn't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> Kev, any more? Me. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. Also, um, at St Mary's this week, uh, at the Southampton Football Club Player Awards. And uh, the winners of those, um, the Academy Young Player of the Year, that went to Will Ferry. Uh, the President's Choice Award, uh, that goes to James Ford-Prowse. I don't know which president. Is it Putin or... <laughs> Trump, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, goal of the season went to Jan Valerie uh, for that, that rumour against United. Um, that, 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 sorry, just that goal was fantastic. It was, yeah. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere as well. Um, you love seeing yeah, the players play of the season. Yeah, Daya really got caught with his pants down. <laughs> but to, to be a keeper of that quality from out of the blue, no, like that distance, it was just unbelievable. Yes, I agree. Uh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, carry on, Ken. No, no, no. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, yeah, the players voted for their player of the season, and that was Nathan Redmond. Uh, and the young player of the year went to Jan Valerie as well. And uh, the fan, as voted for by Saints fans, uh, was also Nathan Redmond. So, yeah, Redmond and uh, Valerie picking up to, uh, two awards each. Uh, very much well-deserved. Yep. Um, Dan, something I want to talk to you about, actually, because I've, n- I've not, you know, throughout the season, I've not had a chance to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Elianusi, planning talks with Hassan Hurtle, um, apparently wants to stay and fight for his place. What do you think of that? He's, he's been nowhere to be seen at last, well... The last few months. Um, there's, well, there's talk. Obviously, Buffal's got to come back. I don't. I don't know whether they will both fit into the team. They seem. He seems a bit lightweight. But maybe we didn't give him a fair enough go. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it does depend on um, oh. on Buffal, doesn't it? I mean, if Buffal does come back and he's willing to work, then I don't yeah. think you can put Elunisi there. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we want to. Uh, and, and and on social media, would rather bring Buffal back and give him a fair chance because I think he's got a bit more quality about him. Um, and as you say, you can't really fit them both in the team. Personally, I'd rather see Josh Sims get more of a run out than Ellen Lucy. Because um, uh, a bit more pace, he's through the academy lad. It's just, I don't know, there's a bit more about him. But we can't have all of these players sat in the same position, sat on the wages, so someone will probably have to, to move. And if it, I'd rather keep Buffel, to be honest. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Well, 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 I think I'm kind, of, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I'd say that, I mean, Elianusi has had, um, I mean, maybe not a whole season, he's not been playing every match, but I mean, the beginning of the season he was playing more. Um, I don't really think he proved himself. Um, Boothall deserves a second chance, I think, um, if we can put Elianusi out on loan and see how he does there. If Boothall fucks up again, which just shows that he's still a spoiled brat and hasn't grown up, then, yeah, maybe Elianusi does get a second chance. But, yeah, you can't have both, can you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, with, with Ralph's um, man management skills, look how he's improved half of our squad within the, the first few weeks. If you can, if you can have that impact on Bufal as well, he's played a season in the Premier League, I think you, you might actually be able to get some um, something out of him, really. But yeah, we'll have but to see. I, I think Hasenhurtle gets the best out of players that want to be taught. I don't think Bufal does. 
Um, and like I said up before, he, he, I think he's a lazy player. Yes, he's got all the talent. We know that. We know he can score some wonder goals. But he's just late. He's just lazy. He's not Hasenhurst type of player. And if he doesn't do put the work in, then you know I don't see why. But I'm all for giving him another chance. You know, it could it could just need mm. you know Hasenhurst's touch. But you know we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we we just need to sort of get everyone back in the summer and we, we've got a fair few players that we, we need to move on and clear out you know we've still got Jordi Classy on, on the books Cedric I don't think he's officially gone anywhere apart from just a loan deal it's still out there and um, Wesley, Wesley who who yeah. yeah. send him now <laughs> but um, yeah and then you've still got Reed and Gallagher and, and people that are on, on the salary you know but we just need to have a reset and let Ralph bring in his own sort of. Yeah, I think I don't think Reed and, and Gallagher are on you know high wages that are up to the you know the standards of Cedric or um, Buffal or you know Carrillo oh, no. as well. Carrillo must be. I don't. Even, I can't even remember how much that guy's on. But you know, not not forgetting Fraser Forster, he, he's on a ridiculous amount of money. It, yeah, there's, it's, there's it's rumours. Difficult to move these players. Definitely, there's there's rumours that, that uh, he's on 80k. Same with Charlie Austin. Yeah. Um, uh, soft that is, but you're gonna, we're going to have to sell to bring more in. We're at, that's what we are as a club. So you know, one out, one in, which um, keeps it simple. It's going to be difficult, but yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting anyway. Um, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to need a lot more out than in because our squad is massive. If you if you look at it, um, and I don't think we can really think of starting to bring the players in until we have um, shipped a few of them out. Um, sure. I mean, he said that he wants the trip. Yeah, yeah especially that he has got Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're just a little bit overloaded. Yeah, but then you do need um, that quality and depth. Sure, but I mean, we've just got um, a lot of depth, but without the quality. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that being said, um, there are still. Um, I mean, City season has officially opened, and there are a few uh, rumours flying around of players that we're um, looking to bring in. Um, including uh, 20-year-old Malian midfielder Moussa Ginebo from Standard Liège uh, for 20 million quid. Ooh, I've not heard I don't know if you guys have seen about that. No, OK. I can't say I know a lot about uh, uh, the Belgian Premier League, but, um, uh, yeah, that, that's the rumour flying around. Um, also, um, again, I kind of understand where this rumour is coming from because... Um, looking at the spoils of those three relegated teams, there's only one real player that stands out uh, that, that could possibly fit in, and that's Alexandra Mitrovic at Fulham. Um, but yeah, 24-year-old striker, 30 million, that's 30 quite a lot. Million, that would yeah. be our record signing. 3-0? Yeah, 3-0. Yeah. I say mm. we stay away from him. I'm, I mean, he scored 11 goals for Fulham this year, which is handy, especially for a team down there. And I, I, I do think he's a decent player. I just don't think he's worth thirty million pounds. Oh yeah. I would much rather have. He's a natural goal scorer. Yeah, I would much rather have Chai Adams. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I kind of seem going to a club like um, Newcastle or West Ham. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of seen him in those shirts rather than he's, Saints shirts. He's been at Newcastle, hasn't he? Mm. So I don't know. Or maybe you can go back. <laughs> yeah, they're welcome to him. I, I mean, we, yeah, thirty million. Strike, strike. Um, we, we are, I think we, should, we need to move Gallagher on, and we, we've still got a Buffem White, you know, up top mm. to come back from injury. But we do need a another striker to replace Charlie Austin, who's probably going to move on. Yeah. I mean, even Obafemi 
Boston, Ings. I mean, all of them are horrifically injury prone. Um, yeah, we've got, got but we've got to buy Ings, haven't we? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, You compare it Ings for eighteen million or um, Mitrovic for thirty. I don't know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a fair price, doesn't it? I don't know, I'm just not willing to fork out 30 million quid. I don't think, the trouble is they don't think, the club sometimes think like, they, 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 they don't like buying really from other Premier League sides, especially relegated sides, they'd rather go out and find a, a cheaper European version mm-hmm. than sell on and do yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Well, we got Nathan Redmond though, don't yeah. we? Yeah, but Nathan Redmond was at Norwich, I believe, and they weren't a regular yeah. side. Well, they, well they, with that season where they were relegated, he came to us, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, you may be right there. But, you know, I see what you mean. Like, we'd rather get a younger player from, from Europe and build him up and then for 30 million rather than buy for 30 million. I'd like to see what you mean. Um, but, yeah, that, 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 have you guys heard any other transfer rumours so far? Um, I'm, well, obviously, I'm still hearing the um, the Che Adams one knock about. Um, and yeah, as I say, I had um, oh, right. I had Mitrovic uh, written down as my transfer rumor. But like, you, as you know, Kev, I don't like transfer rumors. I try and stay away from them. So yeah, anything that I see, I just kind of breeze past. But we, for some reason, we always mention them on this podcast. Yeah, I don't like uh, transfer rumors. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Just, 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 just some of the pure fantasy that comes out of them is brilliant. But yeah, you can't take them seriously. Um, I saw the only other little bit of news is that um, uh, Shane Long uh, has got into the provisional squad for um, Ireland's 2020 qualifiers against uh, Denmark and Gibraltar. So yeah, hopefully Shane will be back in in the Republic of Ireland squad. Uh, he definitely deserves a place on his current form. Yeah, yeah, been been brilliant the last month of the season. So yeah, on fire. On fire, yeah. Um, last bit of news I want to talk about is the big bike challenge. Um, I don't know, Dan, if you stayed or stayed around to to see them at the end of the game. I think they were due to come on at half time, but I think Franny had a, I think his speech overran, so I think they put the um, the riders on at, at the end. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah, they walked through, they walked down the the edge of the Kingsland at the end. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, they would go. They were, I mean, day one they went from Huddersfield's um, John Smith Stadium to Leicester. That was 105 miles. And, you know, the, the first day they had, the weather was appalling and it was just difficult conditions, not the best of times. I mean, I've been following up the, the route on on Twitter with our friend uh, John Smith, who, who came on the show a few weeks back, um, who was, um, you know, he was a part, big part of it. Um, and then day two, they went from Leicester to Reading and that was another 107 miles. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, better weather that day. And then today was Reading to St Mary's and that was the about 50 miles um, but yeah so congrats to all of them um, amazing fantastic yeah really really good yeah well done ladies and gents and, and I, I hope you reach um, your um, fundraising targets cool uh, and I hope we well me and Kev have discussed it with John and we hope to have him on the show soon so he can talk about you know how, how we got on more in depth so yeah look forward to that one yeah, just give him a little time to recover first. Yeah, yeah, I hear he's, on, he's off for a Chinese and a Sam Chow tonight, so... Perfect recuperation. <laughs> okay, right, I'm sorry we're going to have to do this, but we're going to have to go into the Huddersfield game now, guys. Oh, Jesus, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was 1-1. Um, goal from Nathan Redmond, what a goal from Nathan Redmond, um, and <coughs> the equaliser from Alex Pritchard, which was a, 
horrific error from Angus Gunn. Starting 11, 4-4-2 looked like. Um, Angus Gunn returning. Uh, Valerie Bertrand on the right-back, left-back, centre-back pairing of Jan, uh, Jan Bednarek and Jack Stevens, And then midfield, James Ward-Prowse, Oriol Romeu, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg with Redmond, Ings and Long. Um, sorry, the bench. Austin, Armstrong, Lamina, Jones, Matt Target, Sims and Forster. Um, this, this formation, this 4-4-2... Um, are you happy with that? Were you, were you surprised with that? I guess, I guess because of the you know the injuries to the centre backs that we've got, I don't think they can usually play the three, they can't play the three at the back now. Correct. Yeah, I, I think. Um, well, I think Mayushida's got something to do with going to play for Japan in a couple of weeks, so he was and maybe a slight injury is arrested. I think. Um, I think they said he had a virus. Oh, okay. And he wasn't at training all week, so I'm guessing that's just flawed him. Um, <clears throat> I was saying with the the four four two sort of like Danny Ings is a sort of player where. He, he drops he drops back quite a lot. Some you know, and it, it mm. releases Shane Long at the top. I noticed that today, yeah. But when when you do, he does drop back that much at times. Maybe it's to try and create play and trying to orchestrate a little bit of the creativity. It leaves you a little bit short up top, and, and then when, when you're trying to ping balls into the box and and no one's there, that, that's the trouble we find sometimes. So what, you, what you're saying, it's like a 4-4-2 at base, but then it's interchangeable with five in the middle and leaving one up top. Yeah, kind of, yeah I would say so. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know where Redmond's best position is. I mean, he operates as a left winger, technically, but I think he works better through the centre. And I don't really know what Long, what Long does. You know, he, he set out as a striker, but he comes... Scores goals. Yeah, and he scores, yeah. Um, and Ings, yeah, like you say... He was dropping back an awful lot today. I saw him picking the ball up from the middle. Um, mm. And like you say, yeah, Long was just left up there. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I guess, with the, it, like I said, the injuries to the centre-backs, you, you have to sort of play the 4-4-2 or the 4-3-3. Yeah, but cracking crack goal from Redmond there, you know. Oh, cutting yeah. in from the uh, left on his right foot and, and curling that one in, fantastic. He's just going to reflect his, his confidence at the minute, especially after picking up two awards. Yeah, his importance to the team as well. Just if we, if we didn't have him, you know, where would we be? Um, Kev, what you, um, your championship. Yeah, championship. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on the um, on the eleven? Um, it's kind of what I'm excited. I mean, after after that sort of experimental squad against West Ham, um, he's gone for for quite a, a strong lineup. Um, but yeah, again, going for a, a back four. Um, and I don't know if that that change at half time was him maybe admitting defeat on. Um, on on the back four, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'd probably put out a similar squad. I'd probably yeah. I mean, the only change I'd I'd have is uh, yeah, maybe having another defender like Target there. You know, I can shift Bertrand in to the to the left of a back three. That should work better. But I mean, uh, I that's all in theory. But I mean, I, th- I don't know the performance today. I mean, are they are they really sort of on the beach already? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, maybe with the exception of Redmond. Well, I mean, it, there, there was. Oh, sorry. No, go on, Dan. No, I was saying there was there was a little bit of, of on the on the beach, probably from 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 either side at, at times, and I, I can understand why we needed to make that that change at half time. If Long needed to come off, but, you know, I fully understand he did. But to, to bring a defender on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the pressure from Huddersfield was really there that we needed to, to defend harder or deeper I would have probably brought Sims on straight away just for like for like yeah and you know that Sims could have caused Huddersfield some problems they would have changed 
yeah, it, I mean, it would have changed the way that we played still, but I'm like, I, like you, was a bit surprised to see Target come on for long. It was just a bit of a... Bit of a weird one. Yeah, I mean, maybe for Romero, I'd have like a three-four-three three or something. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it seems a little bit cynical. But yeah, yeah. But across I mean, the se- you know, across the season, um, by playing the sort of the three or the five at the back, as as people saying, it's, it's kind of been some of the best games that we've seen really because it's given us a mm. bit more structure at the back, and um, we can go down the wings, especially Valerie. I think Valerie Valerie's definitely more comfortable with the three centre backs. He had, I mean, you saw his play last week when he gave the ball away on a, on a four-four-two. But when he's when you have got the free, he feels like he's got the freedom to go forward, and he has got um, you know the cover from Bednarek back there covering him. So yeah, I I, I think moving forward next season, I think they have got to look at playing the three three centre backs. Four, yeah, definitely for Valerie to progress. Definitely. I don't know how long this debate can roll on, really. I mean, we've been talking about it all season, haven't we? And still going from week to week, going from four back to three or five. So, hopefully we can sort it out for next season. I think they were just more forced with it because of um, Vestergaard and and Yoshida being out. Um, But, Kev, I mean, I really, really hope that the players were on the beach because if they were given their all today, it was clearly not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. But maybe maybe Ralph just you know for, for the season at the end he's, he's trying different tactics out but maybe he's just he's found a, a formation that works with the the tools that he's got maybe it's not how he wants to progress next season or in the future but ultimately with with what he's got this is best for the moment and then that's all he's been playing around the last couple of games because then he can work out who can fit and who can't yeah um and but yeah maybe just trying out a plan B if 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 it, go, if it does go wrong and you know what better time to try it out you know last game of the season already safe against the team that's bottom of the league. Nothing to play for, you know. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing I did want to mention, I did see that the um, Huddersfield fans had their um, free shirts. Yeah, that was a nice touch from um, yeah. from Huddersfield. I don't know, um, I don't know what, what style of shirts they were giving out. No, I didn't, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> um, maybe it was ra- random size shirts or just whatever's left in the club shop, so lots of XXXL shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But everywhere, but who knows? Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, someone's got a shirt three times too big, but I'm sure they appreciate it anyway. But from a distance, all you could see was their um, what was it? Yellow? I don't know, yellow or green? It's like yeah, just a luminous yellow. Yeah. It did look good from a distance. Um, so anyway, yeah, it looked like it looked like a roadworks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about the goal again, um, just more in depth. Um, how do you stop that? I mean, because Redmond's running. I mean, this is where he's at, is is. You know, he's most dangerous. You know what he's going to do. You know he's going to cut onto his right, and he's going to have a crack. And how do you stop it? Uh, no, no, uh, brilliant for Redmond. Some of his shots and since he's got back a bit of confidence this season under Ralph, some of his um, goals have been cracking, and you, some of them are unstoppable. You know, curling into the the corner or the top of the net, and it just it's just what we need really. Because over the past, probably last season as well, beginning of this season, we had the a spell where we just didn't shoot on target at all. I think we went for a real poor um, uh, goal drought at some point where we just didn't didn't score at home. Um, so now just to have the good nerve to pick up the ball and the confidence and just have a shot is uh, is fantastic. Yeah, and that's something that I mean more players need to do. Um, I've always said that about Nathan Redmond that he just always thinks goal first. You know, yeah. he's 
picks the ball up and he's, he's going in one direction and he's thinking about one thing. As I say, more people need to need to be more like that. Definitely, and doesn't that make him now uh, our top goal scorer? Um, yes, I think him and Ings were level, weren't they? And then that one's I think that's his mm. ninth, ninth of the season, I believe. Sixth Nine. in the Premier League. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. You don't need Mitrovic. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. six goals out of a player every season. Like, we don't need anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was buoyed by that um, the stat that came up as well saying that Huddersfield have never come from behind to win a game um, that, <laughs> I was like okay this is going to be the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and at half time hold my beer <laughs> the, the commentator that, in fact the commentator that I was um, watching it did say that he said um, well, it's always a first and then did like <laughs> Yeah, just shortly after that. Yeah, yeah, there's always a first. And then I think they come out with the old trope of, um, yeah, no team has thrown away more points from winning positions. Oh, Thank you. Um, Half time stats. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I breezed through the stats because I didn't, I, I just wasn't interested. But um, the one that did stand out was the one shot on target in the first half and well, it went in. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the possession. Did you get the possession at all? Uh, half time it was 55 to us, 45 to them. Uh, we had they have five shots, one on target to their six shots, uh, two on target at half time. So they, I mean they, they had more to show for at the end. Uh, two corners and uh, sorry, two corners apiece. That's uh, at half time. Mm. Um, it wasn't a promising display even at one 0 We should have been like home and dry by then, really. There's a few missed chances. And then yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah. Hit the bar as well, didn't he? Then it's just the second, second half. That was a. That was a good. That was a cracking shot. Good save as well. Yeah, yeah, he did actually. Um, get but I mean, but it, yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, that, that, that was that was impressive. Um, and, and fair, fair play to the Wolves for hitting it. Cause the ones he has hit from uh, open play from there, mate, they've uh, a couple of them are pinged in this year, haven't they? So. Yeah, yeah, one, uh, one against the Hayer, I think. But no, I mean, Redman gives the ball to Prowsey. Um I mean, he's, he's in the box with acres of space. This is about halfway through the first half. And yeah, in, instead of um, having a crack at goal, he decides to square it off to Ings. And um, yeah, Ings doesn't quite maybe expect it. And uh, yeah, manages to, to, lo- to lose it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he should take a leaf out of Redmond's book and just just have a crack because, like you say, um, when he has done, um, yeah, there have been something else. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about the equaliser then. Um, well, actually, <laughs> well, well, classic Saints. <laughs> that just a, to- a total fuck up. It was just <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, it's something that you don't expect. Um, Angus Gunn to, to do because he's not really made an error like that uh, all season <laughs> I've got in my notes Angus Gunn channels his dinner borrots <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds about right um, I, don't, I, I can't really remember what, like, what happened first I, I saw it came from a goal kick yeah the ball, ball played up to the left I think Bertrand yeah. I, I turned around to talk to my cousin uh, in the stand and next thing I turned back the ball's come back to Gunn he's tried to take it round the player I don't really know how it came about. I don't no. know if there was pressure put on Bertrand, or could just no. It wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was just um, like you say. Gunn kicked the ball out to his left, and Bertrand picks the ball up, kicks it back to Gunn. And I don't think Gunn tried to take it round. I just think it was a bad. It was just a real heavy touch. 
he just moved it. He was trying to move it out, thinking he had more time. And fair play to Pritchard, he was on it. But it was a bad, heavy touch. He just, you know, nicked in and, and put it away. So it's really, really unfortunate. It's just a, it's just a shit way for Gunn to finish because he has been largely impressive for mo- you know most of the season, and he's not had any gla- glaring errors. And obviously, it shows up more when you're a goalkeeper, but. That one's, you know, ultimately cost us three points. Definitely, and ultimately, I think a key point for uh, Gunn since he came, he's come into the team is, I think we his distribution has been mainly pretty good, a good improvement on um on McCarthy's distribution anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it came from yeah, to make a mistake, but yeah, I guess wins it like that. It's I guess you'll land, don't you? So. Of course, he will. Yeah. Um, Main, you know, so that was it anyway. The, the, the full time was was one one. There's not really much more to report about the game. Um, three substitutions, as we mentioned before. Long come on, sorry, long come off the target. Ings off for Austin. Is that just a bit of a window shopping for Austin? I think so. Um, um, again, didn't cover him, didn't cover himself in glory, did he? I mean, he missed a missed a sitter right at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I think I think so. I think his body language and has been more around. Not being at the club next year, uh, the, the little lap of one after, he did not seem interested, but I think, oh, I didn't see I think, I think you could tell that um, he's going to be on his way. Uh, it's, it's a shame, really. I, 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 I've really liked Austin since he's been with us. I think he's a poacher and so forth, but I don't think he's probably going to suit Ralph. Um, he hasn't been his normal self this season, and he is, he is injury-prone as well. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely spot on. Um, and the, the other substitution... Romeo off for Sims. Now, the way I look at that, I think target coming on was a, you know, a formation change tactically. Uh, Austin on for Ings was more of a mm-hmm. let's let's give Austin a you know a see off. And Sims was this um, Hasn't Hurt all thinking you know fuck we need to win this game. Let's bring on some pace and you know try and win this. I think well, so, yeah. I've been taking off Shane Long. Yeah, yeah. I think taking off Shane Long would also be probably a little bit of a strange one. Yeah. But, um, and, and just on the uh, d- uh, the Dannings um, sub, Dannings often often goes off most games about the same sort of time. He's, do- he's doing what Lalana did um, in his in his last two seasons with us about about seventy five eighty minutes. Lalana would go off most games, and uh, Dannings is doing the same. I don't know whether it's injury injury prevention or whether it's maybe he is he just hasn't got the fitness back from all the injuries and the match fitness. Oh, I mean. I hope not. I really do. I hope not because I, I love his commitment to the team. He, he, in, in spite of his, his goal drought at the moment, he is still working incredibly hard. So I hope. Oh yeah. I hope they're not looking at him and thinking, right? Do we really want to risk an injury now, and, and then whipping him off? But yeah, his his work rate um, is brilliant. Yeah. You, you could you could tell when he when he started the season with us. Uh, you could tell he was a, he was a, a step above us. Sure. With his fitness from Liverpool and and playing with better players, so yeah, I hope. I mean, because we have got a, you know we've got to fork out eighteen million quid in in July, so that that's that's coming. But I mean, you just need him to stay fit. Um, and yeah, I I just I just hope he can. I hope we get the player that he that he was. Um, I guess Kev the the, the um <laughs> well the the highlight for the second half for me had to be the, the intruder on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that, Kev? What? Uh, no, I must have missed no, it. When did this happen? This is like um, around the 70th minute mark, I'm, I'm, I think. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, a rather poor oh, gentleman say ran onto the About the 80th minute. Oh, OK. It might have been a bit later than I thought, yeah. But yeah, he ran, on, ran onto the pitch and 
I had Radio Stalin on at that point, and Dave Merrington was going mental. <laughs> oh, it was dumb. Really? Yeah. It yeah, was, he, was a, he, it was. He was a big lad. Yeah, Paul he ran into the centre. Yeah, <laughs> ran into the centre circle, got his beer out, and just started showing off his beer, and then ran down and, and kind of fell into the chapel end of net. <laughs> um, <laughs> for some people in the northern to start chanting, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> Crack it. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, an idiot, nevertheless. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to say about, about the Huddersfield okay, fans... I guess it was probably the most entertaining thing in the second half. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Huddersfield fans, Dan, they sounded great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they didn't bring um, that many across. We had blocks like 43 and 44 open um, to, to home fans today, but um, fair play to them for coming down on a Sunday for a game, to be fair to them, means, means not a lot. Um, they all seem to jolly bunch and... I got a free shirt as well. Mm, Happy yeah. days. Um, yeah, so anyways, I said before, that was it. 1-1. Poor end to the season. Um, no, they were just thinking, you know, let, let, let's finish this. Um, five, five home wins all season. Uh, big big changes, as we said. I'm hoping it was a, you know, a, a tired effort. And it was just, you know, let's get this over and done with. Fans not happy as well. I heard a lot of um, a lot of booing. And oh, actually, although when you know the results filtered through that City had beat Brighton for one, the cheers went up at that point, and I think that was probably louder than when Redmond scored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, when, when, when the when the Man City score came through, the the roof went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's good. That's good. I like it. Um, one thing else that I noticed at the end of this as well that we we just were not good enough against the relegated teams. So if you look at it, we lost both games to Cardiff. Um, you lost away to Fulham, and then we were held at home to Huddersfield. <laughs> Is that just typical Saints? Um, I would say it's a bad trait we've picked up over the past three seasons. Um, so last year we did the same. Who did we? Who got relegated last year? West Brom, Stoke, and Swansea. 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 And Swansea. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, we beat Swansea last game, thankfully, but. We, 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 the, the teams that are in the bottom three across the season that we probably look at and think, yeah, we should take these, or we always seem to struggle. I don't know whether they just come and defend, but or it's, it's our mindset. Um, but we need to. These are the sort of teams that we need to snap out of, and you know, the, the bottom eight are the sort of teams that we need to be saying. Actually, every home game game is pretty much a win. Most away games should be a draw or a win if we want to sort of be a, a top ten team again yeah absolutely yeah it's, it, I mean losing to Cardiff was a yeah that was that was horrible and it was right at the point when Harsen Hurtle took over so yeah that was we wasn't it, that. Was it wasn't a mistake by by Hoyt though yes yeah well you could say that about any any game or, Vest, or Vestergaard yeah I know I was unlucky but yeah but you should you shouldn't be losing them um Kev I'll start with you, man of the match. Um, I think this is an easy one, really. Um, I, yeah, I think without a doubt the best performance um, came from Angus Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a twat. I'm sorry, Anne. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, no Redmond. I mean, just, just from beginning to end, um, I think he was dangerous. And, I mean, yes, I mean, he's been the same as he has throughout the whole season. Uh, um, yeah, he'll, he'll get in the box, get around defenders. Um, I mean, he might not always um, get on on target, but um, yeah, I mean, he did score 
this time. He looked like the only one that was really actually bothered about playing today. So, um, yeah, without doubt, Nathan Redmond. Dan, I'm guessing you're going to go the same. Uh, yeah, fully agree with Redmond. Um, cracking goal. He, he does a lot of running and, and creating. So, um, yeah, fully agree with what Kev said. Yeah, OK, I can't, I can't go against that. I will, I've got Redmond written down also, um, just for the goal if anything, um, but you knew if there was going to be a goal coming, then it was going to come from him. So, yeah, I I go along with that. Right, um, next season. Daniel, what do you want to see in terms of signings and departures? Departures, <coughs> uh, I think we just need to clear out some of the, the players that over the years, you know, the Cedrics of the, you know, the Cedrics, of the world, people that probably think they're been there a bit too long, maybe think they're a bit bigger and better than the journey we're on now. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to cut some of the fringe players again, like Jordy Classy, he's not been around. Find out what's going on with Buffel, um, Corello. Uh, you've got Sam Gallagher's in the reads as well. We need to try and kind of, you know, they're not young kids anymore, they're about 24, 25, so they're, they're yeah, mid career. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, you know, compared to Sims, who's what, 2021, 20, and you've got the Slattery who's coming through, you still got Heskett out on loan, so we need to. Clear a bit of the squad, as you mentioned earlier. You've got high-wage high people, um, Charlie Austin, Fraser Foster, you know, what's the long-term goal for them at our club? And then we, just, I think we just need to let Ralph find some some of his players, whether it's from the German League, okay, where well, he came from, that he, he's got trust in. Okay, I'll put it this way. Um, in terms of positions, what do we need? Because I think we all agree that a right-back is necessary as, as cover. Um, another centre back midfielder, definitely a goal scorer. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, right back there. Another another centre back, I think. Uh, midfielder, um, maybe maybe give Bufal a chance, and yeah, definitely a goal scorer up top. Cool. Okay. Um, and Kev, I'll ask you. Um, what do you think Ralph Hasenhurst's plans are for next season? What's his first? You know, is. I guess what, I'm, what I mean is, like, where is he hoping that we can finish next season? Um, wow. I mean, I think he's going to realistically say that um, keeping us out of the relegation battle is going to be the uh, main priority. I mean, he's got a lot of restructuring to do with the squad. I mean, this isn't just a one-season or a two-season job. This is a, a long haul. And we're dealing with the, uh, the dregs that have been left over from the last four managers. And not um, only that, um, the, the, you know, the changes at the board, unsettled there. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know exactly what um, the, the board's going to look like uh, for next season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, positions to be filled here. But, um, and, yeah, and financially as well, I mean, we need to get players off the books. Um, we need some stability. Because, um, yeah, you imagine, we, we're not just, it's not just the players' wages for playing. We're probably still sort of paying for, um, uh, for pool well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, all the other Mark managers that we've seen. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mark Hughes is laughing all the way to the bank. Um, but I mean, yeah. So he, he doesn't have much to to, um, to really play with. I, I don't think. Um, so I think yeah, just 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 getting some stability uh, and and cutting the squad down. That uh, that's going to be the main goal, I think. Okay, so that's like the immediate but, future. So like next season. But what about beyond next next season? Like in terms of youth. 
how, I mean, how, how was the youth looking? Um, well, I mean, we, we know that uh, the Southampton way, and you know, the, the fans love love it, and um, Hasnut definitely loves bringing uh, the youngsters through, and he's given just almost any sniffing distance to, to the first team uh, a chance to play in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to continue. I think oh, we've got youngsters coming through. Um, that he's also going to give a chance. So I mean, maybe that's if we don't get a lot of players in the summer, maybe that's some solace there that we know that, that he's going to give the, the youngsters a chance. I mean, we found um, a couple of gems um, in Jan Valerie and Oberfemi. I mean, yeah, if he was injured, I think he would have maybe figured a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think we, there'll be a couple of other players that we'll be excited about next season, and we don't know who they're going to be. Kane Ramsey probably coming through, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Will Smallbone. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's loads of them through. Isn't there? Okay, cool. Um, right, guys, I want to do a quick fire questions with both of you. Um, I'll go guest first, so I'll, I'll ask Dan, and then you go straight after Kev. Okay, right. <coughs> Player of the season. Player of the season, um, probably Redmond, but I think uh, second half season, War Prowse has had a, a fantastic uh, show. For himself, but yeah, Redmond. Well, yeah, I think for first and second half of the season, Redmond for me. Okay. Uh, just yeah, all round Redmond. He's won me over. Goal, Dan. Goal of the season, uh, Valerie at Man United. Kev. Oh, by yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Although um, a special place in my heart goes to that Cedric free kick. Um, that was I, the I United one, eh? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've, I've felt like that all season. Uh, just, just the, the sheer ecstasy of seeing Cedric hit a free kick like that—it was something else. I mean, I mean, just to throw it in there as well, Wall Prowse's old traffic was great. <laughs> yeah, that was good. See, <laughs> um, okay. Hoops hat trick at Old Trafford—that was quite good as well. <laughs> okay, right. Um, Uh-oh. most improved player. Dan. Out of, the, out of the two, as I said earlier, Redmond um, and, and Wolf Ralph. Um, with, with Ralph, um, and he, he, he then had a word with. Because he, he was dropped to the bench at one, one stage for a few games, and then uh, in the media, it said that Ralph had a word with him. And then since then, Wolf Ralph has like a six, seven, eight game unbelievable um, run of scoring goals and just putting in some solid performances. So, one of them, too. <laughs> Most improved, I'll go with, because I've gone for Redmond, um, I'll go for James Hall-Prowse, most improved, second half season. Nice. Kev? Um, OK, I mean, do you mean most improved from last season to this season, or yes. throughout the season? No, as in from last season to this season. Um, it's got to be Redmond then. Um, just, they're just two different players. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, best, best, um, moment. Totally. I mean, best moment? Best um, moment? Best, what, like game or goal? or Anything. Uh, Shane Long's seven-second goal was was fantastic for him, and the the winner opening to Arsenal was was brilliant as well. I've got that written down for me. The Austin goal, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Austin's goal against Arsenal. Cool. And also yeah. Charlie Austin's uh, song. You know, or what was this, what's the song oh, called? Park, Park Life. Park Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Worst moment, Dan. Is it anything, uh, anything involving um, Stevens or Wesley Hoop? Wesley Hoop, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
we, we, we've gone ahead at home several times and then we've just bowled it. So a couple of a couple of worst moments, like being 2 0 up against Brighton, 2 2, then being in a uh, position against, uh, was it Cardiff? Mm-hmm. Pull, pulling it back and then, and then losing that. So I'd probably say just some of the, we can't hold on to any of the leads this season. That's been some of the worst worst games. Okay. Kev? Um, uh, I mean, that, uh, like, Dreadful nil-nil draw um, at at the end of the year against Newcastle. That was just dire. I mean, it, w- it was dreadful. Yeah, that was awful. I've got down yeah that the losing to Cardiff because at, at that point I um, actually thought they were going to go down, oh, and that was that. That was just as we got Hasselhoffel in. L- lose to Cardiff in his first game, and I thought I felt so low. I thought that's it. Saints again relegate. They can't be Cardiff. They don't deserve to be in this league. <coughs> so yeah, just that, in terms of how I was feeling, that was probably my low. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one. Best signing, and I don't know if Hassan Hurtle should count. Um. Yeah. Well, if, if Ralph does count, then then him. Um. It's not really signing, but signing him from the youth to the first team, Valerie. Yeah, okay, I accept um, that. Yeah, yeah take, I'll take that one. Kevin? Oh, that, that's, that's cheating, really, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, out of the five signings that we made this year, uh, I think the only one that's made a lasting impression is Angus Gunn. Uh, I mean, but there's a lot of competition there for um, the goalkeeping place, but I think he looks like he's should be our number one keeper next season, really. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah, he's got potential. Even after today, I've got him written down, yeah. Um, and another kind of random signing or is uh, the fact that Hughes throws Bednarak completely out of any squad and then Hasnett came back in, started him, and he's been quite an unsung hero for us at the back. Yeah, I know um, I know Kev's a big fan of him. Um, yeah, and we, we, well, we both are, really. But, yeah, couldn't believe that because he had a good World Cup as well. And then he comes yeah, in. Yeah, I and think... Hughes kicks him out and, yeah... Turn around. Yeah, Vestergaard deserves a shout because um, I think we felt we were weren't getting the best out of him under Hughes, and he looks like a, a decent defender under under Hasenhutl. Yeah, yeah definitely. he's coming on. Um, I think I know the answer to this last one, but I'm gonna gonna say it anyway. Worst signing. <sighs> okay, well, am I gonna say yeah, are you Nusi first or are you? <laughs> 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 I think that's a foregone conclusion there. I, yeah. I think it has to be um, alienacy from, from everyone. Um, right, OK. We're going to go into predictions. This is it, Kevin. This is it, the predictions for the whole season. Um, so we were, before the Huddersfield game, we were 50-55 in your favour. We both went mm. for a 2-0 Saints win, so we don't score anything. So no points have changed. However, you said that Saints would finish 16th I said that Saints would finish 14th which means you get 5 points for that so yeah job done and then the title um, you said Liverpool I said Man City so I get 5 points for that so at the end of the season full time I finished on 55 but you are the winner with 60 so well done oh incredible well done Mm. Yeah, it's just, I'm just gutted. I, I was ahead like 90% of the season, and then I blew it with that West Ham game. Uh, yeah, just um, gutted. But yeah, well done. Um, you, you, to be fair, I mean it wasn't a runaway victory. I, I mean it wasn't. I was never running away with it. It was always two, two or three points here or there. But you know, I, I, 
I blew it towards the end, and that's it. You, you took it, so well done. Um, Get yourself a runners-up trophy, Ray. Everyone else wants one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your Liverpool shirt. No. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, yeah, well done. Uh, fantasy football? Ah, yes. Okay, so, yeah, the end of the season means also the end of our fantasy football season as well. Um, predictably, um, Craig Harris's Harris Sanchez-Demand has uh, it's been cemented in this top spot for quite a while this season with uh, a final score of 2,144 points. You are our champion this season. Um, the runners-up, uh, Real Deal FC from Marcus Fanshaw gets 2,091 points. Uh, and uh, Tim Marshall's T for the Tielemann, uh, 2,087 points in third place. Uh, rock bottom of the league is uh, Lord of the Ings. Yeah, all right. Uh, you do get the award for best team name. All right, okay, I'll take that. Um, I, I finished on 1937 in, in 10th. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not an amazing season for my to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I'll have to up, up my game for, for next next season. Oh, I definitely have to do I'm that. I'm going to be in the title I mean, race. I've had Danny Ings in my team all season, so I, I really need to do something about mm, it. And, and Harry Kane is your captain. At least, like, transfer out, out the players that are injured. That, that's the minimum you have to do, I think. Yeah, Kev, I mean, by December, I, I just didn't care. I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered with it. Fantasy football always gets me. Um, I, always, I always feel, like, really, really into it at the start of the season, and then, you know... Start of the start of the new year. I'm just oh, I can't be bothered. So yeah, but next season it's go- I'm going to um I really I will make an effort. I promise. Okay, and we've got to have a rule that you have to have three Saints players on the pitch at any one point. That's it. Just me and you though. So anybody else who wants to join the league, don't feel free to do that. I mean, you can if you want, but for me and Kev, because we've got oh, a, you feel we've got a head-to-head going. We're going to have to have a, a centre, well, a defender, a midfielder, and a striker, or however way, whichever way you want it. But we'll we'll, we'll do that next season. Yes. Um, All right. Okay, so goal and player of the season. Okay, yeah, I can't believe it's that time already. But um, yeah, we put up our Twister polls and we had um, we had quite a few votes. Um, goal of the season. Let's start with that. Um, fourth place goes to uh, Ryan Bertrand with his goal against Leicester with two percent of the vote. Third place is uh, Hoiberg's uh, low shot from distance against Brighton with eighteen percent. Uh, Prassi's free kick against Spurs picks up uh, second place with 24% of the vote and the runaway winner with 58% of the vote is of course Jan Valerie's absolute worldie against United who else <laughs> yeah I totally agree and just just so you know that we we didn't add Cedric's free kick or Ward Prowse's free kick against Man United in that poll because we were trying to go for a little bit more um, you know different variety of goals so we already had one, one free kick in there so we that we we didn't want to put another one in, so yeah, we just picked the best free kick out of all of them, and we come to the agreement that it was the Ward Prowse against Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Whatever goals we were choosing, it was basically going to be um, whichever ones would lose to Jan Valerie's goal against United. I guess so. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a standout goal. Um, same situation with player of the season, really. Um, we had a bit of a debate over uh, who would be that. Uh, fourth player to get 1% in the poll and we went for uh, Danny Ings 
But um, yeah, I think Jan Bednarik or indeed Romeo could equally have got one percent in that poll. Um, Prousey fifteen percent, Pierre Holberg twenty six percent, and uh, again Runaway winner fifty eight percent. That is Nathan Redmond. Yeah. So well done. He's picking up all the awards. First in that number player of the season. Congrats. Yeah. Um, right, okay, so, well Dan, we usually end the show with a Russian phrase, so um, <laughs> apologies, you're going to have to have a, a stab at some Russian. Okay. So, Kev, what have you got for us this week? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I mean, just based on game, I think the only highlight is obviously Redman's goal, and seems he's our, our, our player of the season, I thought we could de- dedicate one to him. Um, so, yeah, um, the Russian word, I don't know, if, is there a word for a goal in English where um, you get the ball, like, just in the top left or top right hand corner um, but in Russian they say you, you hit it in on maybe like on a number pad on the top right I suppose oh, I get but yeah that's it in, in hockey they, they, they call it five hole which is between the goalie's legs um, so I'm guessing that's something similar but <coughs> I don't think there is a, a football English for it well so, some people are these oh, days are using um, something from soccer like top bin yeah you heard that phrase ah okay. I have heard mm. that, yeah Okay, so yes. what, what, is, what is it in Russian, Kev? Okay, but it's Vdivyatku. Uh, Vdivyatku. Vdivyatku. Yeah. Vdivyatku, yeah. Vdivyatku. Okay, well, and that means... That means, well, yeah, in the bins or whatever. Like. Top bins, right. Okay. <laughs> Top bins. Top bins. Yeah, mine <laughs> <Yeah>. hole. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think that's it for the season, mate. Um, oh, okay, no more Russian. No more chants, no more Russians. No more, no, no, no more Russian. I know. What are we going to do? Um, right, okay, so I think that's it. I think that's it for this week um, and for the season. So, yeah, a massive thank you to everyone who's stuck with us this season. Uh, it, it has been a good one. We've had a blast. Um, we spoke to some, you know, different people and, and, and in general and got involved with them on Twitter and stuff. And So, yeah, there's a lot of you that have listened to us um, on a weekly basis, so thank you, you know, for that. I want to give a special mention to Debbie Beckham, who's always listening, and she always gives me her thoughts, you know, as soon as she's listened, um, which is really nice. Um, and we have got plans for season two already, so we will be back, and you know, bigger and better. Uh, and our predictions league, you know, our fantasy football league will open, um, and it will be to all comers as well. So please join in um, at the start of the season. I'm guessing Kev, you'll get your, um, you'll get those out pretty early this time. So we can, you know, notify people. Oh yes, cool. Um, and yeah, we'll be back soon enough. I think we're going to do a um, end of season wrap up, aren't we, Kevin? Um, and maybe, yeah, you know, maybe a few a few episodes mm. here and there throughout the summer. Who knows? Um, discussing some, you know, transfers. Um, but yeah, thank you t- to Dan as well. Thanks, Dan, for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. Been trying to get you. It's a pleasure. Work. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, so it's, yeah, always, it's, always, it's always good to hear your views. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone. So. So yeah, thanks. Well done, well done to you guys yeah. as well across the season. Great show. Yeah, well, then fair props to you for going to every match as well. <laughs> that takes <laughs> some patience <laughs> too. <laughs> it's been hard. It's been hard. <laughs> hey, again, just uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for listening and, and sticking with us. And yeah, there will be a sequel. Um, and um, yeah, thanks to everyone on Twitter for making a welcoming environment. Um, I know there's, there are other uh, Saints podcasts available and. Um, everyone's been just uh, just really nice, uh, despite what you might hear about Twitter and, and social media. But um, yeah, all the Saints podcast people are a nice bunch. Thanks to all of our guests throughout the season. 
um, including today's guest, wonderful Dan. Uh, thank you very much. It's been uh, an absolute blinder. Yeah, a really, really enjoyable season. Okay, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.